Second Chronicles chapter 22, and we'll begin by reading verses 2 through 4. One of the kings of Judah named Ahaziah, just his beginning there. Some rather unencouraging words about this man. It says, Ahaziah, verse 2, was 42 years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother advised him to do wickedly. Therefore he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab, for they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. Getting right to the point there. Let's bow our heads together and we'll ask the Lord to bless this consideration tonight. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the one who is called Wonderful and Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Father, we're grateful that part of that provision that is offered to us by the Almighty God is counsel and guidance and direction. Father, we're grateful that you are willing to lead us. Even with your eye, Father, we can look and we can know what you have for us for a respective moment or an entire season. Father, we trust you, Lord, to lead us even now as we consider your word. Help us, Father, to take hold of it and to apply it, Father, and to live it out in our lives. We praise you and thank you tonight. Bless us by your word in this time of prayer. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, I've been reading a book lately. Uh, it's a book in part about a, you know, a former Nazi soldier, a man named Fritz Engelbert. And Fritz Engelbert was just a young man. And uh, from the outset of his account in his book, uh, he was taken in by the, well, by the patriotic rhetoric of that man Adolf Hitler and, and his talk about the rebuilding of the fatherland after World War I and all of these things. And I won't go into all of his story and all of his account. I, I do take an interest in the days of World War II and all the things that are involved in that. And this man was just interesting, and the story was an interesting one, but he was one who survived the war. And what I find interesting is how for, I don't know, seven decades after, he, after the war was over, for seven decades when he was disillusioned with Hitler, disillusioned with the the motivations that he had presented as the reasons why to support the Nazi party and the Nazi, the whole Nazi concept, the whole idea of war. He was disillusioned with the whole thing that he had been groomed and brought up for uh, by Hitler when he, when he, well, invested himself into that ideal. He, for seven decades, for 70 years, he sat and felt regret and horrible about himself and having been duped by that man and his ideals and that sort of thing. And the greatest thing that he regretted that he expressed so many times over the course of those years was that his dad told him from the beginning, essentially, this man is evil. (laughs) This man, there's nothing about this concept. There's nothing about this ideal. There's nothing about what's going on here with him that he's pushing and promoting. There's nothing about it that's right, good, nothing right and good about the war that he's trying to, to you know, bring in and initiate. Nothing right and good. And in his youth, this man Fritz uh, said, ah, I'm not interested. Not interested in your counsel. Again, uh, for the decades after that, he ended up hating the war, hating Hitler, hating himself for not recognizing that he should have listened to his dad. Uh, he wished he had listened to that good counsel that had been presented to him. Now, I want to make plain from the beginning that this isn't a kids listen to your dad 
type of lesson. Kids, listen to your parents. Let me make sure your moms are included in there, too, about what I'm not talking about tonight. Uh, But, you know, that has its place, certainly, to listen to your parents and honor your father and mother. But we began our text here to demonstrate the fact that good counsel doesn't necessarily come from the places that we would expect. And it is, well, it's good for us as we walk through this life to consider the counsel that we are receiving, whether it's conscious or unconscious, and evaluate that and bring it to the Lord. It doesn't always come. You know, if counsel, the reason why I use this rather interesting background for us tonight is because, you know, counsel isn't just coming from these wise, sage, old men or old women that have lots of history and lots of education and willing to take you and put you on their knee and tell you and guide you and lead you in all these things. Counsel that we listen to comes from a bunch of different places, whether we realize it or not. Now, I was blessed, as a number of you are blessed, to have good counsel in the home that I was raised in. If I wanted good counsel, and even if I didn't want good counsel, I oftentimes got it. Most oftentimes got it. And I think that that's the case for some of you young people and older people in this place. Wasn't so for Mr. Uh, for King Ahaziah there. In verse 3 it says, He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother advised him to do wickedly. That's a sad, sad little piece of scripture there. His mother didn't just not counsel him. Well, she counseled him to do wickedly. Uh, Now, she was a wicked woman herself. It doesn't take take very long to continue the story to recognize Athaliah or Athaliah, uh, however you want to pronounce it, who she was and what she was interested in. Ahaziah lost his life shortly after this passage in scripture here. And when, well... His mother stepped in and slew all of his sons, all of the heirs, all of the potentials to take the throne uh, so that she might take it for herself. All but one, actually. Joash did survive, but she wanted it for herself. Uh, she was a rather evil woman. It says there in verse 10 of Second uh, Chronicles 22, Now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs of the house of Judah. She was quite a gal, <laughs> that one. So you can understand what kind of counsel she might have given, that her motivations were likely less impure. Now, she might have had a change of heart and a change of mind and became evil over the course of time, but the seeds were there, it's quite plain. And she was planting those seeds where she could in her son. Which is why we look always, always, even when we have what we believe to be godly counsel in our own homes. Young people, I'm not going to say that, you know, I don't think it's time for Sonny to look up at her dad and say, I'm going to the Lord about what you're telling me here. You know, you don't, I can't eat this? Well, let me just pray about this. That's not what I'm saying. But when you have an understanding, and when you have, a, well, even in your youth, you can have an understanding of the power of God and the desire of God, and you can certainly go without being a snot to, to your parents. You can go to the Lord about things. You can bring, well, your counsel to him, asking him for his counsel, asking him for clarity on the counsel that you're receiving, regardless of where that might come from. Therefore, uh, Ahaziah did evil in the sight of the Lord like the house of Ahab, for they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. Maybe many of them looked like that old guy that was there, uh, that picture that I showed you. Maybe all they sounded good, they sounded wise, they sounded encouraging to him. Uh, he should have taken it to the Lord. And he should have taken that counsel to him and asked the Lord for direction. I'm confident, as a matter of fact, if Ahaziah had been looking for the Lord's will, he would have received it. 
he would have received some understanding that the counsel he was receiving was no good. Uh, The Lord does such things. Proverbs 19 and verse 20 tells us, Listen to counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart, not just ours, but those ones who are trying to guide us, trying to encourage us into a certain direction. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. It is perpetual. It is right. It is solid and something that we can trust. That applies to his counsel on who we should receive counsel from and how we should receive counsel. So tonight, let me encourage you. Recognize where your counsel comes from. That's a good first step. Is to understand what's influencing me. What, what's, what am I being counseled by you know, uh, you do. You might not realize it, and I will speak particularly to young kids. You might not even realize that you're being counseled. I have a counselor at school, and I don't ever talk to her or him because I don't need that. My, yeah, my parents counsel me and that sort of thing. You're being you're being counseled in a lot of different ways from a lot of different directions that you might not even realize. Uh, counsel means guide, direct, instruct, inform, recommend, or I like this one. Giving uh, given our present. Social norm. Influence. Are you being influenced? Uh, You know what influencers are. They're certainly trying to. If you need help recognizing where your counsel comes from, take a look at what you're wearing. Think about what you sound like when you talk. I'm not just talking about, oh, man, I'm not wearing enough. I'm not being modest. I'm saying look at what you're wearing. I mean, obviously, (laughs) obviously, I'm not subscribing to many influencers out there. And they're the social or they're, they're... stylistic direction or, or you know perhaps some of them would even laugh at what I'm wearing tonight that's fine I don't let them influence me but look at what you're wearing look at the verbiage that you use from time to time just for laughs I'll sit and try to talk like a Gen Zer. I can't do it without sounding like a complete buffoon but you know what <laughs> when Gen Zers talk like Gen Z I'm just going to I need to stop for goodness sake uh, put the flesh beside me there. Uh, how do you speak? What's your accent like? What's your terminology like? You recognize that you're being influenced, whether you realize it or not. Mom tells a story when she was at the post office. Someone stepped up to her window. She said, good day, you know, or something like that. And all of a sudden, Mom was speaking British right back to her because the lady had a British accent. So Mom <laughs> was mocking her like crazy without even meaning to. But there was, she was being influenced by that one. Oftentimes, we're taking counsel whether we realize it or not. What's our approach to things? What do I feel about certain things? If you sound or you think or you look like, well, more like the people at school, more like the people at work, more like the people on social media, than you do your parents or your spouse, and there is a vast difference for better or for worse, you're being influenced. You're being counseled by different ones. That's the counsel that you're being most influenced by, at least in those respective arenas. So consider the motivation of that counsel. Bring it to the Lord and and ask Him to demonstrate it to you. Now, they might not be all nefarious in what they're doing or, or, or intentionally trying to harm you or anything. It might not be harmful at all. But the Lord says, through Paul, to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5.12, We urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you. And are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Know who they are. Seek out who they are. Recognize who they are, those ones that are counseling you. Particularly in the things of God. Godly parents. I've had godly employers counsel me. I've had godly friends counsel me. 
Godly pastors counsel me. These ones you should recognize who they are. Uh, recognize the motivation behind those ones. Godly friends and pastors and parents and employers and these people. They will counsel you because they want to please God. And because they want your good. That's why they will try to counsel you. That's why they will try to direct you. And if you believe that to be so, then esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. If your counsel isn't interested in your spiritual good, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad counsel. It might mean that they're simply a means to natural things and the Lord has put them in well, in your path, in your life. If your counsel isn't interested in your spiritual good, you still do you well to take it to the Lord and ask the Lord, is this the counsel that I need to seek? Whatever the situation might be, whatever the circumstances, whether, whatever it is on a natural level, make sure that the motivation is understood and make sure that the Lord's in it. The wicked watches the righteous, don't ever forget it, and seeks to slay him. Not all counsel is trying to even help you naturally speaking. Some counsel is actually looking to harm you. And that's where Ahaziah found himself getting wrecked here. That's where he well, fell, off the, fell off the right path that he, well, it seems that he was never on. Bring whatever counsel you might find yourself being directed by, moved by, motivated by. Make sure, child of God, make sure you take it to the Lord and ask him to reveal to you. Give clarity to you. The counsel that you are receiving. And if it so happens that he says, yes, I have placed this in your path, placed this in your life, and this is well, the vessel by which I am directing you. Ah, praise the Lord for that. Because that's a provision that's from him and should be recognized as such. But if it's not, if it's not something, if we're being guided and directed by something that is not from him, well, it's best that we let those things be. Uh, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing, Psalm 33 tells us. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. He wants to do you good. He wants to lead you and he wants to direct you in whatever means that he determines is right for you. Now, Fritz Engelbert certainly should have listened to his dad. I believe that, well, he probably said it so many times that he... Well, perhaps even lost the value of the words, I should have listened... To dad, And it would have saved him perhaps some years and years of heartache. Ahaziah would have done well not to have listened to mom. Truth be told. Both of them would have done well to take their respective counsel and say, Lord, what would you have me to do with this? Is this something I should take for myself? And then go in that direction. I'm not saying that Ahaziah would have lived if he would have dismissed what mom said. I'm not saying that that's what the Lord had for him to do, that to reign on that throne for you know, for many, many years. That's not at all what, what, what I'm saying. But I do believe that there wouldn't have been regret there if he had, if he had taken it to the Lord. And he would have been blessed in not heeding what that evil woman said. Blessed indeed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Psalm 1.1 tells us, Blessed is the one who receives the Lord's counsel. In whatever means it comes, and whatever vessel he might use as the delivery that one will well will look godly speak godly think godly and is there any better way to be as a child of god than godly then be counseled by that one who wants to make you so